like, when you unmuted me it popped up and it was like the host would like you to speak now I was like wow thanks for the permission <laughs> I have the power <laughs> um <laughs> my trailer park is showing <laughs> The dudes with boots. I love it. Oh. How's your mood? My mood, it's good. It's different, but similar to another mood that we had in the past. Oh. Because it's one of those murdery true crime moods, you know? Ooh. I love those. We both Me have a, a couple stories that are. I don't know what yours is, but I'm excited to hear it. You well, know what mine uh, is, but you've never heard of it. Yeah, I don't know the story, so I'm excited to hear it. And you want me to go first? Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. Yes. I'm sorry. I'm going to try to make this not as long as like my notes because it's kind of crazy. <laughs> These are always so long. <laughs> I know. And I can't help it. I just go in. Like, I just want I every detail. But And I just... I want to apologize in advance. My story might be kind of everywhere. My notes are just because it was like a last minute change that I was excited about. And I was like, oh, no, but that's good. <laughs> that's good. I'm, I think it'll be fine. It'll make it more, um, you know, exciting. I feel like you're like, you just learned about it like recently today. Like today. Yes. So it'll be fresh. So you seem all excited. So I'm excited. You're excited. I'm mm -hmm. excited. Let's do this. My story, Let's talk about it. Yeah, be about Catherine Knight. Um, and I'm just gonna I'm gonna give it away at the beginning just because it's a fun fact. She is the first Australian woman to be sentenced to life without parole. So that's oh fun. fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, so she's not the one that was murdered. No, no. As okay. you can see, she was the uh, well yeah you'll see but obviously that kind of okay. gives it away that she was like the villain in this story <laughs> although there's there's quite a few also a little, little trigger warning this does slightly talk about like sexual assault and um obviously like with true crime you have like the true crime stuff murder. like murder and <laughs> stuff like that yeah so yeah. but you know sometimes the sexual advice exactly there you go if you don't TV like that kind of stuff exactly. maybe ma 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 for sure ma all right um, yeah that's Ooh, good. Ooh. okay <laughs> all right so we're gonna start with um before Catherine was even born we're gonna talk about her mom real quick um because it has a lot to do with how <laughs> Catherine grew up when she was born um so her mother, Barbara Rowan, uh, had been married to Jack Rowan um, in a very small conservative town in Australia. Uh, I think it's called Aberdeen. I didn't write it down, but I'm pretty sure it was Aberdeen, wherever that is. Um, she had four sons with Jack. And during that time when she was in a relationship with Jack, she was having an adulterous relationship with Jack's coworker and friend. I know. His name was Ken Knight. So that's mm. Catherine's dad, eventually. Basically, Catherine this Knight. relation, 
yes this relationship that she was having with um her husband's co-worker ended up making her and her uh her kin <laughs> that she was having an affair with move uh from the town because it was small conservative people don't like cheating that kind of stuff you know ruining the sanctity of marriage yeah Yeah. so they left town none of the sons went two of the or the two eldest sons stayed with their dad and the two youngest went to live with an aunt so the mom just skipped town on (laughs) the kids yeah her whole family everybody um how nice yeah so ken knight that is the guy she had the affair with uh when they moved she had four more children with kin so at this point she's had eight kids okay she's so uh insane yeah (laughs) a little bit a little bit um two of these children were twin girls and one of them was Catherine knight she was born in 1955 um and i think the other two children were boys which it's kind of important but whatever um when knight was four her mom's first husband passed away uh and so the uh eldest sons that lived with them back in Aberdeen came to live with uh their mom and Ken and then obviously the children that they had um so they were all living together six six kids the two adults um so Ken was an alcoholic and was very violent and used intimidation you know classic abuse this is where it gets kind of bad because he would rape uh Catherine's mom up to like 10 times a day uh yeah it's bad Barbara because of this was very mentally unwell and she would often share her sex life with her daughters like the details and so she was clearly like mentally messed up and like that's not something you talk to your kids about but she did and you know that probably adds to the fact that Catherine herself was a little bit messed up a lot messed up and so it just that's where like you know some of the stuff stems from um but she would like tell her all tell her daughters all about her sex life she would claim to hate men hate sex and just like complain all the time and it was it was not good um one time when Catherine was 11 years old she went to her mom to talk about one of her partners which you're 11 why do you have a partner um like like a little like middle school boyfriend or like was she fucking no because yeah because she went to her mom to ask to tell her that her partner wanted to perform a sexual act that she did not and that uh like he was kind of pushing her into it and her mom was like well you should stop complaining and just put up with it because that's what she does yeah do you know what it was the sexual act I do not know they didn't Ah. go into like super big detail (laughs) and it gets a little like convoluted and confusing and very what it seems like is very bad um Basically, Knight was sexually abused by most of her family, which I'm guessing are the boys of the family, uh, up until she was like 11, but not by her father. That was just a point that they made, like, the father didn't do anything to her, but like... Just the mom. He only raped the mom. 
yeah, he just did stuff with the mom. Clearly, he has some kind of boundaries. <sighs> what a what a guy. <laughs> um, but yeah, so she definitely was not in a very like good household. Uh, her whole childhood was pretty traumatic. Well, okay, so they ended up moving back to Aberdeen because one of the things about Barbara um Knight's mom was that she was like a native Australian um and like apparently there's some racist people that like don't like the native people and so so yeah they moved back to Aberdeen due to (laughs) some racist stuff that was going on um and it caused like a lot of tension with the family and the children um at this point when they moved back Knight was going to high school um she was so this is where it gets it gets a little confusing because she was like known as a bully and like she would like assault smaller children just like I'm guessing like beat them up and stuff um she had like a rage problem but when she wasn't like raging she was known for her like good behavior and she had like really good grades and like so I'm really that part's <laughs> confusing because it's like maybe like she was bipolar <laughs> that type of thing like maybe she had split Jack personality disorder yeah but, right exactly um <laughs> well she left high school at 15 um at that point she had not learned how to read or write which I don't know how they passed her along to high school where she didn't know how to read or write but wait how long ago was this again what year she was born in 55 so uh at this point she would it would have been like the 60s the 60s yeah um I feel like at that point like they made it like a mandatory thing that you had to know how to read and write yeah yeah I I don't know what happened there but I mean it's one of those things where maybe she was like a problem child and they just like passed her along because like I'm not gonna get yeah they just were like you know like we don't really want to deal with her so we're just going to pass her along um, yeah. as much as we can because, you know, there's no... Get rid of her sooner. Which is something that, like, in the Chicago public school system, it's something that happens a lot uh, with kids. They get passed along and then, like, they don't have the skills they need at the time they need them. And it's really bad. So <clears throat> I'm pretty sure... Sh- I feel, I feel like, like that's what happened, but... I feel like that happens everywhere. Yeah. I mean, a lot of, of school systems we went to high like school yes I do <laughs> let's not relive those those years oh um, <laughs> um so after she left high school she worked as a cutter at a clothing facility um I don't know what that means but it's in Australia Australia they have different job titles for positions that we would call something else here so that's what it was called there but she worked there for 12 months and then she left that job for what she described as her dream job cutting ophal at an abattoir uh which is a slaughterhouse she would like cut the like intestines and stuff is like the ophal that's what that i don't know if i'm pronouncing it correctly but that's what that's disgusting yeah her dream job was to gut livestock yep basically and okay. she was she was really good at it so she quickly got promoted to what is called boning um so sorry <laughs> so stop <laughs> get your mind out the gutter um 
but yeah she got promoted which meant she was provided with her own set of butcher knives fun fact up until her incarceration she anywhere she lived she would keep those knives hanging above her bed um in case she needed them yeah just in case she's a little crazy man she's crazy (laughs) all right so now we're getting to like adult night um the first person that she had a relationship with was a guy named David Kellett. Um, he was also an alcoholic. Um, it, stemmed, it stemmed from two traumatic incidents he had at previous railway jobs, one of which uh, he lost his best friend in a shunting accident. I don't know what shunting is, but yeah, something to do with trains. <laughs> and um, the other one, he rescued some occupants of a school bus that had been hit by a train but that train killed six children. Um, so both traumatic. And that was like the reasoning behind his alcoholism. So Kella and Knight got married in 1974, which was a year later after they met. Um, I just want to put in here, her mother uh, said this to Kella as advice on the day of their ma- marriage. So in quotes, the old girl, Knight's mother said to me to watch out you better watch this one or she'll fucking kill you. Stir her up the wrong way or do the wrong thing and you're fucked. Don't ever think of playing up on her, which means cheating on her. She'll fucking kill you. And that was her mother talking. She told me she's got something loose. She's got a few screws loose somewhere. Um, That was like, <laughs> I think that was Kella recollecting like what the mother had said, but yeah. yeah uh, That's kind of funny. Show, yeah. I mean, not yeah. funny, but like, but she wasn't wrong wrong, but her and her mom were both like the reason night was so crazy was probably because her mother was insane and her dad was born insane and all kinds of stuff so the night of the wedding night tried to strangle kellett because he had fallen asleep after only they after they had only had sex three times um (laughs) right exactly when do we read only three issues only three the fourth feel loved (laughs) (laughs) the marriage between Kellett and Knight was particularly violent clearly um it started out that way one night Knight had burned all of Kellett's clothes and hit him in the head with a frying pan because he came home late from a darts competition um He fled to a neighbor's house and collapsed and police were called, but Knight convinced him to drop the charges somehow. And that's like a a reoccurring theme throughout the story. Like she's really good at just just convincing people. A textbook abuser. She is. And it's insane, dude. She's insane. That pisses me off. Yeah. It gets worse. Um, in 1976, shortly after the birth of their first daughter, <clears throat> Kellett left Knight for another woman because he was obviously being abused. Um, the sad thing is, is he did not take his daughter with him. Uh, he left his daughter in the care of her. And after she had had the baby, she was diagnosed with postnatal depression. Um, and after recovering for several weeks in an institution slash hospital, she was released um she proceeded to place her infant daughter on train tracks 
of a train that she knew was coming um and she left her there went into town after stealing an axe and was threatening to kill a bunch of people so she was not stable um clearly thankfully some guy that was foraging near the train tracks he was known as old ted in the town (laughs) he rescued the daughter uh like minutes before the train showed up so the daughter we all deserve an old ted in our life i know exactly (laughs) if only we all had old teds just to at least give us one good saving like in our lifetime you know what i mean everybody gets one (laughs) everybody gets one old ted (laughs) the name of all the angels that like you know whatever they're all ted <laughs> they're all just old ted uh, <laughs> oh god oh, okay yeah so knight was arrested uh and taken to the hospital where she signed herself out the following day how that happened she was clearly not in like police should have been overlooking her while she was in the hospital because she just signed herself out but like she, no. was she being physically treated i think so that's what it sounded okay. like um unless it i mean it could have been like a mental institution that she signed herself out of either way she was able to sign herself out um yeah and i don't know how the rules work in australia so that could have been very oh. easy you know I keep forgetting it's in australia yeah i sometimes i forget too so it's it's cool <laughs> so following this after she left the hospital she slashed a woman's face and forced her to drive to queensland to find kellett because that's where kellett moved when he left her for that lady other lady the lady had escaped at a service station that they i guess were driving by or something and um police were called knight took a young boy that was at the service station station hostage and she finally was disarmed when the police attacked her with brooms which i just think that's hilarious it's like stop it stop that <laughs> like a cat like get get right <laughs> Jesus Christ like spraying her with water like trying to stop her Jesus <laughs> just like <laughs> God Ugh. anyways the boy I don't think was harmed or anything um, I hope not we're here making light of it right. uh, when she um was apprehended by the police she had told them that she had plans to kill the mechanic at the service station because he had repaired kellett's car and basically was the reason that he left her uh because he yeah exactly (laughs) um and basically she was gonna go to queensland to kill kellett and her mother this made me so mad in the story oh god upon Kellett being notified of the situation, he left his girlfriend, moved to Aberdeen with his mom, and Knight was released later in 76 and put into the care of her mother-in-law, which is his mom. And so all of them moved to a new town called Ipswich. And that was all to support Knight. Like he left his, you know, probably more stable relationship to care for someone who tried to kill him multiple times okay yeah so i just was like everyone's just enabling her yeah murderous intentions okay so they 
her and Kellett had another daughter in 1983. The first Wait. daughter, so it never really like said this in the line of events. Like if the first daughter was just completely like put into foster care and like never Ted to be Keeper? seen again. Huh? Oh, Ted I don't Keeper? think Ted I don't think Ted kept her. He was He's too busy foraging. You know, got time foraging for babies. Foraging for what? I forgot to ask. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever you like forage for around. my train chest. <laughs> He's I'm gonna find the treasure someday. <laughs> <He's> like, Berries. <laughs> Lives his life on berries oh and nuts. Um, <laughs> um, I'm sorry. Okay, so I don't know if they have the other daughter or not, but they had another daughter in 1983. And then in 1984, Knight actually left Kellett uh, and returned to Aberdeen and moved in with her parents. And so she left him. And it didn't say why. She just like, uh, even after him leaving his uh, relationship to take care of her when she was crazy and murderous, she left him. She was like, you're not allowed to leave me, but I'm going to leave you. Exactly. She wants all the power. Um, she did return to work at the original slaughterhouse in Aberdeen, but she injured her back. And so she was placed on disability and then she was placed in, placed in public housing. Um, so she no longer had to live with her parents or her parent. So that moves on to the next relationship that she had with a man called David Saunders. And I'm so sorry if this is long. Okay. David Saunders. This relationship she met in 1986. Uh, after a few months, him and his daughters all moved in with her, but he still kept his apartment. And she would often throw him out, but he, but she would follow him back to his apartment and beg him to come back. So it was just always this thing of him leaving or getting kicked out, and then her being like, "No, no, come back! I didn't mean that," you know, oh that whole thing. Um, yeah. In 1987, she slit the throat of his dog in front of him as a warning to what would happen if he cheated on her and knocked him unconscious with a frying pan. Frying pans are her weapon of choice. Clearly. Wait, so she Um, slit his throat, I mean, slit the dog's throat and then knocked out the dude? Yeah. She's insane. And apparently this is still not enough to make it to make a man leave her because in 1988 she gave birth to a third daughter after they had their daughter saunders put a deposit down on a house um and then when knight got some some check for being like disabled or that kind of thing she uh finished out the deposit and she decorated decorated every space of the house with like animal traps and skulls and all these leather things and it was just like really intense she left like no space uncovered. God. Very creepy. After an argument um, Knight had with Sa- Saunders, she hit him in the face with an iron and stabbed him in the abdomen, abdomen with scissors. He then moved back to Scone, which is where his original apartment was. So he left her. Well, he still had the house with her and stuff, but he did go back to his apartment. Upon returning to Aberdeen, at some point he found all his clothes cut up. And so he took a long service leave. I don't know what that means, um, but he left for a long time. Knight did try to find him, but she couldn't. Uh, and then finally, when Saunders did return uh, to see his daughter, 
he found out that Knight had went to the police saying she was afraid of him and they issued a apprehended violence order against him. So he wasn't allowed to see her or his daughter, which is very sad. And that's pretty, I know. And that's pretty much all that's where it ended with Saunders. Like there's no more mention of him. So he's out of the picture now. She met a man named John Chillingworth in 1997. So this is like 10 years later. And she had become pregnant with a son. She was with this man for three years before leaving him for John Price, whom she had been having an affair with basically their entire relationship. So just to show that she is still a piece of shit. (laughs) Um, This John Price fella, uh, he already had three kids, one of which lived with his former wife and two lived with him. Price was aware of Knight's violence uh, when she moved in with him in 1995. So I just want to back up a little just because she became pregnant with John Chillingworth's child in 1997. She moved in with this other guy in 1995. So she was like doing stuff with both of them for a while. And it's within Jesus. like that three years. But I just wanted to point that out. Um, but yeah, I didn't Price even put it together. I know. I when I was reading it, I saw that and I like had to go back and I was like, this either doesn't make sense or she was just like doing both of them at the same time, which makes sense for the story. So I was like, whatever. Yeah, I guess it is what it is. Um, it is what it is. But yeah, so Price, yeah, was <laughs> aware of Knight's violent reputation when she, he moved in with her. But apart from their violent arguments, he described life as a bunch of roses. He was actually like, he had a good reputation with people. Like he was a pretty nice guy, pillar of the community type of guy. But he has bad taste of women, clearly. Um, Yes. So (laughs) yeah. Uh, At one point they fought over Price's refusal to marry her. uh, And in in retaliation, she videotaped a bunch of items that Price had taken from a rubbish bin at work um, and sent it to his boss. So he had like taken things that weren't actually going to be used or anything like that. Um, And obviously like technically you're probably not supposed to do that, but it's not like he was actually hurting anybody, but she made it seem like he stole stuff and his boss didn't have any choice but to fire him. And like, he loved that job. That's very fucked up. He was fired and price kicked her out of his house good he then restarted the relationship (laughs) a few months (laughs) later and basically his reputation was ruined um because no one liked her like everyone was like she's crazy like you need to stay away from her but he wouldn't and so he lost like all his friends because of it so this brings us to 2000 which is a little more we're getting more recent she actually stabbed him in the chest And he, once again, that made him kick her out of the house. On his way to work uh, after that had happened, he had stopped by the court to take out a restraining order uh, on her for him and his children. His coworkers uh, were, like, pleading with him not to not return home because they were afraid that she was going to do something very bad if he did. Uh, But he kind of had to because his children were there. Like, just back to the house, like, where his kids were. They were because Price or uh, Knight didn't actually live there after she kicked or after he kicked her out. Um, okay. So that was his home with his children. She no longer lived there. 
and they were like don't go back to your house after like she, she gets stabbed yeah she knows where it is like she's you know she's mentally unstable but he was like my kids are there I have to go back like I can't just not so after work he returned home to find that night had actually sent his children or their children his children all of them to a sleepover um and she wasn't in the home either so he came to an empty house and so he went over to the neighbors uh to be with them for a bit oh and then he went to bed at 11 so he he went over to the neighbors came back went to bed empty house um earlier that day Knight had went and bought black lingerie for something you'll see later um (laughs) and she videotaped her children while saying what can be interpreted as a crude will so basically like you know like telling the children like you get this when whoever dies you get this like just okay yeah very creepy and weird and like unsettling and that was earlier in the day before she sent them away so later she arrived at price's house after he went to sleep she watched tv for a few minutes she took a shower and then she woke him up they had sex and then he went back to sleep at 6 a.m the next day the neighbor was concerned because price's car was still in the driveway and he usually would have left for work by then uh he didn't arrive at work and so a co-worker was sent to check on him because obviously they know everything that's going on um both the neighbor and the worker tried knocking on his bedroom window and then uh the front door had blood on it they noticed so they obviously they called the police the police arrived at 8 a.m and they broke down the back door and they found price's body and they also found night she was comatose because she had taken a bunch of pills so going back to what actually happened that night she stabbed him while he was sleeping and he woke up and then he like tried to escape and that's why there was blood on the front door because he had tried to leave and then she somehow you know dragged stabbed him dragged him back in did something but he can't got back in the house and he basically was stabbed at least 37 times and so he definitely he died from bleeding out um and that's what the autopsy had shown Later, after he had died, at some point, she had went into Aberdeen and withdrew $1,000 from his bank account, which I don't even know why she did that. Like, just listen to the next, like, things she did after she withdrew $1,000 from his bank account. She came back. It's very gruesome. So um, she, skinned, she skinned him um, and hung the skin from a meat hook in the house she then decapitated him and cooked parts of his body with various vegetables and put them at two settings on the dining room table each plate had a little note next to it um, and the note had like the name of one of the children on it so she was planning on feeding that to the kids and there was also a plate that they had found that was like sprawled out in the backyard which they think that she might have tried to eat but then couldn't and like threw it outside um but that's just speculation I don't know if she ever like admitted to that or you know I feel like they just they said that but you know Uh, pastor yeah it's very gross and very gruesome and disgusting um Price's head was found in a big pot with vegetables and was still warm so it was clear that she had done this like all in the morning and like was cooking him 
and that kind of thing. Um, and there was also a note that was left uh, on a picture of Price by his body. And it read, which I wish you could see this because this goes to show that she has no idea how to spell or write or anything. Um, but it said, it read, time got you back, Jonathan, for rapping, raping my daughter. You to Beck, uh, Price's daughter, for Ross, for little John, now play with little John's dick, John Price. Which none of those accusations she said about him were true. They found out like he did not do that to the daughter or anything. And none of that like made sense. She was just clearly unstable. Um, the trial, which I believe was like in, yeah, it was in 2000, 2001. She initially was trying to plead guilty to manslaughter, but thankfully that was rejected <laughs> because it was not manslaughter. Um, she then pleaded non-guilty, but she did end up changing her plea to guilty. Um, after many psych evaluations, they tried to plead insanity on the grounds of amnesia and disassociation. Luckily, this was rejected. She outright denied all responsibility for her actions. At one point, they were trying to get her out of the courtroom uh, during the point where they were like explaining all of her actions and what actually happened to Price. But the judge made them keep her in the courtroom. And she, uh, upon hearing it, like she went ballistic, like not like she just went into like hysteria, like crazy <laughs> screaming, like it yeah like screaming it, like crying like no she was sad. like no like, I, like from excited? what it made it sound like it was angry like angry like she just like went into a rage like you know like saw red blacked out like for she was just it made no sense but she was but it doesn't make and, any sense right. was she mad exactly. about like what she had done no was she she's insane she doesn't yeah. have empathy. i don't I know don't think, jesus I don't think there's a reason behind it. I think she just like her most of her She's actions just are just like bananas. Exactly. She was given life imprisonment without parole in 2001, which she appealed in 2006, but it was denied. So thank God. As far as I know, she's still in prison. I haven't. I didn't like look up to see like if she's still there or if she died or if anything happened to her. But as far as I know, she's still there like she's supposed to be good and that's, uh, that's the story of Catherine Knight Jesus. it was a doozy it was crazy dude I read this and I was just like every moment my jaw was dropping I was like she did what <laughs> like these men did what they're like they're going back to her like what is happening like I was... imagine being one of her exes and being like shit I thought I really didn't dodge a bullet when she stabbed me in my I... abdomen <laughs> I sure did dodge a bullet exactly with my head like a pot roast exactly (laughs) oh my god Jesus yeah so I'm surprised the other men got away without being like brutally murdered but I guess it's a good thing she only murdered one person when it could have been a lot of others because she sounds like she had the potential to like she definitely was it seemed like she was trying to with the other guys like you know what I mean? yeah like, she definitely could have murdered them if it had I went mean, sideways. God damn. i mean even the 
it was it the first one where she was like we haven't had sex enough <laughs> and strength yeah, that was her first marriage oh my god yeah, yeah she was uh, i don't know what to crazy. say like <laughs> there's nothing to say man she's where she should be in prison and she's crazy and she probably i don't know i like want to say like people that have this kind of issues can work through them but like I don't think like those working through those problems. I don't, I don't know. know. I'm, I'm not like, a doctor, but you know. <laughs> I feel like I wonder if she was like vocal about how you know she got the job at the slaughterhouse or whatever. And what did she say? Like talk to her friends and family. Like this is my dream job. Like I'm so excited. I get to cut the guts out. Like. <laughs> I assume that like she talked about it it's because they actually they you know described it as being her dream job so at some point like she had to have told at least someone that that was or else that I feel like information would be out there unless they just you know lied but was it not like a weird thing to them that that would be somebody's dream job Am I just closed-minded? Like, (laughs) I don't understand. (laughs) I don't know. In that case, I feel like it should have raised a few flags. Yeah, because, like, there was no, like, I mean, I can get it if, like, maybe, like, your family has a long line of butchers and, like, you grew up around it. And, like, that's, you know, that makes more sense. But it was just kind of random and, like, yeah, it didn't make any sense why she would choose that as her dream job but I mean I guess maybe it did like fulfill some of her whatever she craved because like she sounds like she textbook should have been a serial killer yeah no exactly I I feel like if she hadn't been caught which she I don't think she was like honestly I don't think she was smart enough to be a serial killer you know, a lot of serial killers are very strategic and like mm-hmm. good at hiding things. And I just don't think that was her. She was very loud and like just like outright crazy, like to most people. So, yeah, you know. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's crazy. But <laughs> I'd like to move away from uh, from this crazy lady and hear about what you <laughs> what you got for me. I don't know what you're going to talk about. Well, I'm more crazy. Yeah. Okay. This one is. A lot more recent. This took place in 2017. Okay. Okay. Do you know? Well, I don't uh, like that, but you know. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know the story of uh, Sydney Loof? I do not. Okay. So Sydney Loof was a 24 year old. Okay. She was just normal, normal 24 year old. she was a clerk. She was like the head clerk at a retail store. Oh, okay. Home improvement store. Okay. Oh, so yeah. she she wasn't like a fuck up, you know. She just, yeah. She had a job. She had her own place, and she had a cat. Okay, this Aww. sounds stupid, but it's important. She loved that cat. She's like it was her baby. Okay. So, so Sydney, twenty four. She has blonde hair, blue eyes, like the textbook girl next door. Um, but, you know, of course, it's 2017. Um, so as 
was a lot of singles. She was on Tinder. Okay. Yeah. Okay. She matched with a lady named Audrey. She was really excited about Audrey. She told her friends about her. her. Um, I can't <laughs> talk either. Um, she showed her pic. She showed her picture to her friends. Okay, that's good. You know, she was her telling like, oh. people. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Feel like that's important. You're making it seem like it's really important. So <laughs> emphasis. <laughs> okay so she actually went on a successful date with Audrey um and she everybody made it home everybody was good she really liked her um she was excited for date number two okay which listen a few years back you remember I was on tinder this is like my worst it was my worst nightmare like (laughs) I mean a lot of people it's scary it can be it's terrifying and like I feel like I don't know it makes me question all the not all the time but like (laughs) every time that you think like oh I already met them everything's good they didn't kill me you know like everything's fine they're normal it's not (laughs) okay so just the front Clearly. Yes. So just a couple days later, they went on another date. Okay. okay. Um, before that date, um, Sydney had actually posted on Snapchat, um, like her outfit, like, oh, I'm ready for my date. She put it on her story and her mom saw it and she screenshot it just out of curiosity because she was going to be like, oh, you didn't tell me you were going on a date because her mom was, um, they lived like, I think over a hundred miles away from each other at this point. So okay. um, they didn't see each other every day. <clears throat> so she went on the second date. And then what do you know? She doesn't show up for work the next morning. No. <laughs> yeah. So everyone's like, and apparently that was like super out of the norm for her. Like if she was going to be late, she was calling off. Like she made it known. Um, yeah. So that was already weird enough. And then nobody could get a hold of her, including her mom. So her mom like put out a missing persons report and um, her friends were super worried too because nobody had heard from her. So they went to her apartment. Um, okay. Her car was yeah. still there and her cat was there. The cat was hungry and, and they were like, she, she would never like leave the cat right. long enough to, you know. They were like, something's wrong. And so it's reported that one of her friends was actually pretty pretty sus because she knew she was going on this date, okay? This friend um, had already seen this girl's picture, like Audrey's picture. She knew she was going out with her. So she made a Tinder. Um, She had the similar settings, like to try to find this Audrey girl and they matched, okay? And- a good friend. I know, Casey. Obviously, I'm locked down now, but if um, I had ever gone missing and you knew I was on a Tinder date, I would hope you would do the same for me. Of course, you know, <laughs> I'm meeting people on Bumble. Maybe it'll go yes. sideways. Maybe you'll need to move to Chicago and make some friends here so you can get to I, the bottom of it, Taylor. I will. I will go full force. This is a verbal <laughs> contract we're making, okay? Because- <laughs> 
<laughs> we're in it for the long um, run. Please don't go missing. That sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> I'm kidding. Wow. Okay. I'm I forgot um, you're a lazy bum. I am. <laughs> so this friend um is talking to Audrey and she manipulates her into giving her her phone number. Woo! You know, it's 2017. You can do a lot. You can find out a yeah. lot with somebody's phone number. You can address and or addresses, pasts, everything. You can just find out a bunch of stuff for sure. Or real names. Or real names. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Yes. The friend did do the research, but she ultimately, you know, gave the information to the police as she should. So uh, they found out that this Audrey was actually Bailey Boswell, and she was 23. That's such okay. a killer name. Like, not a killer name, Bailey? but like a good name. No, b- b- wait, Bailey Bosley? Boswell. Bailey Boswell. Boswell. Bailey Boswell. It just sounds like like bad news i don't know something about it but if i saw that name in the papers it would be because they killed somebody (laughs) well so okay so we're gonna like flash sideways here for a second okay forget about sydney okay okay so bailey lived with her boyfriend aubrey okay um who was 51 Okay. The same morning that everyone had noticed that Sydney had gone missing, um, Bailey and Aubrey's landlord was like, hey, your place reeks of bleach. What the fuck's going on in there? Oh, no. (laughs) Okay. Oh, God. Audrey. It's just very close to Aubrey. Aubrey, I know. I I mean, you would think that's that seems a little like like I mean obviously she's clearly on tinder to do something bad right and so like maybe the person maybe so the person <laughs> that she's doing these things with has like a close name to your like alias or whatever you call it it's just weird to me you know what I mean yeah, yeah I get you I just it's just it is weird I don't know it just it makes me she's like rookie move Rookie serial killer move. Read. Damn it, Bailey. (laughs) Miss Boswell. Miss Boswell. Okay. So these people are just weird. Like, just straight up weird. They did enjoy group sex with other women, which, as long as you're not hurting anybody, you know, do your thing. But um, Aubrey claims claimed to be a vampire oh god he could fly He's one of those yes Ugh. he he could fly um and bailey what do you know that she's a vampire she just happens to be a witch like it's crazy um Jesus okay and they both said like later on that they have gained more powers by killing people okay so they're just <laughs> delusional. Clearly. They're bizarre. Okay. Yeah. Um. Did you say he could fly? Like he claimed he could fly, like through the air. He claimed he could fly. Okay. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure that's what you said. Yes. 
can go on. <laughs> um, <laughs> they were also uh, con artists. Um, well, obviously. Um, but they had a bunch of money because they conned this couple. It was some antique thing. I don't know. They got like $400,000. Um, oh my God, that's a big con. Jesus. That's a big con. <laughs> yes. So they also had a self-proclaimed sex cult okay okay um, so like one that they started themselves yeah that they like claimed yeah. to be in and stuff that kind of thing. no they claimed like they owned a cult they called it a cult themselves just because oh. they wanted they wanted it to be to that, be a thing you know? yeah, yeah yeah i gotcha um and in the cult, women would have sex with them or just one of them doesn't matter any of them for right. $200 a week okay <laughs> so they were prostitutes apparently yeah okay. prostitute sugar daddy like whatever you want to call it um Aubrey <laughs> had to be called daddy um <laughs> okay <laughs> um <Ew. Bailey. laughs> god the members had to call him daddy or Bailey had to be called either mommy or nope, don't like that <laughs> or mistress I don't like that or, either I think queen witch was one of them as well that's just super cringy that's <laughs> just like <laughs> yeah. god I don't know who they claimed it to I think it was the authorities later but they claimed that um people had hired like it was their job like instead of like being common they were uh hired to help fulfill people's sexual fantasies for like five thousand dollars each and that's why they had all the money and that's how they could afford that's not that wasn't true um okay i gotcha it was (laughs) just like a front for yeah just like explain things that makes sense. Um, so, Bailey did admit to going on this date with Sydney. Um, okay. She said that she picked Sydney up, which she did. She said they hung out and that she dropped Sydney off at one of her friends' house. Um, okay. But her friend was like, no, she didn't because right. she wasn't here. Um right. So uh, the couple were caught on security. Like, I don't remember if it was earlier in the day or the day before, but they were literally there like buying like a kill kit. (laughs) They got a bunch of bleach. All the things that would. They got literally everything you could think of that's so, not incriminating uh, at all like yeah no not at all it's not <laughs> even a little stuff it's fine <laughs> i want to go back to the sex cult real quick um okay. they they told the the members that if they wanted powers to like how he was a vampire and she was a witch if they wanted powers they had to torture and kill women so okay jesus christ I don't don't know okay so using phone pings they were able to find Sydney's body which was dismembered into 14 pieces oh my god numerous garbage bags 
Um, no, <laughs> poor Sydney. Yeah. I know. Yeah. And one of the pieces that were found was her arm specifically. Okay. Um, okay. She had a tattoo. Um, that's how they were able to identify. Um, gotcha. But Sydney had some struggles with her mental health that she was working on. And this tattoo said, everything will be wonderful someday. Oh, no, own. that's so sad. Isn't it? She did not deserve that. She sounds like a good person. I know. <laughs> God. Some of her organs were never found. Like, organs. So did they, you like, think... spell them? Or... Well, that could be eat actually them. accurate. I hope they didn't eat them. Use them in some kind of, like, potions in her big cauldron. <laughs> because she's some kind of weird witch. Um, yes. I wonder if... So they found the remains, like... Was it, like, in the forest or in nature somewhere? As far as I, I know. I think it was, like, along the road. I'm wondering if like she was there for however long if like because animals will sometimes if it's open like if she's dismembered animals could like go for the the inside but I feel like you'd be able to tell if like her abdominal wounds or whatever were like from bites rather than you know I'm guessing if they didn't say that like outright like oh animals probably did this and that's probably not what happened it's to the probably organs. been ruled out yeah yeah that's totally the reason they didn't say it but yeah uh, no that's gross one of the items that they were caught on camera buying was also a hacksaw so also yeah. um so there you go need- that's needle nose pliers as well ew Okay, that does make it seem like they, because I feel like you wouldn't need needle nose pliers unless you were like taking things out. You know what I mean? Right. Or it makes for torture. Oh, yeah, that too. Yeah, that's disgusting. Uh, Yeah. Her cause of death was um, ruled as suffocation. Along the road, like with her body parts, they also mm -hmm. found other various items, such as like a dog leash and a dildo and just mm-hmm. like other random like torture shit sex yeah. toys and like yeah so they were already linked they were persons of interest and right. so the cops were like okay we found her here and here and here and your place is covered like it stinks like bleach and there was not a drop of blood like they were careful like literally they said that you couldn't see it like any mm-hmm. the only sign was that it was bleached to death right um so Aubrey claimed that her death was part of a sex party gone wrong where he strangled so her cool. accidentally too much don't lie for a second right no. after they told all their fucking little cult members that you have to kill people for powers right like that doesn't <laughs> add up to accidentally strangling anyone you know no. that shit yeah. on purpose so whatever they were indicted and they were both on trial they were both up for the death penalty at one point during the trial aubrey gets mad at them saying like all these bad things that bailey 
has done. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, So he yells, Bailey is innocent and I curse you all. And then he cuts his throat on the stand. Oh my God. <laughs> like That's insane. Let's, did he, did he die? Unfortunately, no. <laughs> he Damn. lived, but he did spend most of his trial in the hospital. That's so crazy. Which I feel like was bad because I feel like if he was able to stay there, like he would have able to make it worse on himself because he was such a psycho right um yeah definitely <laughs> oh god that's just imagine? funny what a weirdo yeah and I, I don't, even, I don't know what all. i would do like like i'm not surprised because of everything else you've told me about him like the <laughs> motherfucker thinks he can fly so what did he think was gonna happen he when he does. cuts his throat think- but do you think he's like a kid and he like goes around the house and he's like he's like what like naruto running with his arms back like i'm flying (laughs) and in his mind he's just like off the ground he's just up in the air i don't know (laughs) oh my god okay so so he claimed that killing her wasn't planned or premeditated despite the fact that the day before and I mean either the day before or the day of they were buying all that stuff and stuff to clean up um but it wasn't planned I'm sure it was like just a just in case thing like you never know how tender dates are gonna go (laughs) Uh. yeah I mean clearly I feel like they should have known it from the beginning because she was clearly using a fake name on a tinder profile like for a reason you know like I feel like a lot of people like do it that aren't killers though. I just feel like in their case like after the fact that all this happened going back to that it just makes sense like yeah if she obviously none of this happened and she just was using a fake name on tinder profile but she didn't have any connection to the case then that wouldn't be like a thing but i just feel like i get it all ties together this all comes full circle yeah <laughs> so um the defense claimed that sydney agreed to be filmed um participating in sexual asphyx- i can't say the word asphyxiation for pay mm. okay so her killing wasn't planned so it was an accident then um but then Aubrey on the stand was like yeah that was a lie wow (laughs) all right also claiming that um killing her wasn't planned um he said that Sydney wasn't down to do like the weird shit I don't know what she was what he was trying to say that she knew he was saying like since she wasn't down he figured that she was going to go tell the police or something. So he killed her to protect his lifestyle. Right. So he, he's the one who's saying all this? Like on the yes. stand now? Just like yes. coming out the with dude. it. Okay. Yeah. Um, the beans. It was planned. It was definitely planned. Yeah. No. Don't tell I mean, me it wasn't planned. Um, so... I don't really know much about Bailey's um, part uh, Uh in the trial. 
but I don't think that they were like linked to any other murders like they claim oh. to have killed people for power powers and stuff right. you know probably just some like weird fantasy that they both had and they just happened upon each other like yeah. and they just did it once and then got caught you know yeah I mean I feel like if they hadn't got caught they definitely would have done it more you know what I mean I agree yeah but like I wonder like if they knew like the other one was lying about killing because you know how there's some people that like just can't help but lie and like they just yeah. believe it yeah and, like they speak of it as it's their reality like I feel like they both were like that and then intertwining yeah. that there's like no convince. I don't know anyways so the jury only took three hours to deliberate which is a very short time yeah um and they were both found guilty of murder in the first degree Okay. That's like the worst, right? That's like the yes. worst kind of murder. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was confused. I always thought murder in the third degree was, but it makes sense to me now. But I used to be confused by it and be like, oh, the higher the degree, the worse. Yes. The bigger the number, the bigger the murder. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Don't know if it's been, I doubt it's been carried out since. No, it definitely hasn't because I think the sentencing like just happened like okay. a few it months makes, ago. It makes sense. If this all happened in 2017, then yeah, it always super recent. Forever. Yeah. Um, and with COVID and everything, I'm sure it put it. Oh, um, yeah. You know, things were slow as well that. for that. Um, but Aubrey was sentenced to death. Okay. Um, and Bailey was sentenced to life without parole okay so they're honestly like i'm not gonna get too much into like the death penalty and stuff but i feel like people should have to spend their life in prison because i just feel like that's a lot worse than just like some people thrive in prison that's true though that is that's definitely <laughs> true like that one girl that you talked about jody arias yes in her thriving. <laughs> 30 flirty <laughs> and thriving like <laughs> my god I also forgot, I'm sorry, this is important. Um, <laughs> I forgot. They claimed that um, they were going to make a snuff film. Okay. Is that one of those things where people get off on people dying? Or like yeah, TV like, and stuff? It's like you record somebody dying or being raped or both. And so gotcha. they were going to sell that for a million dollars. A million um, dollars. I don't know. I don't know the, the market range on snuff films, but I feel like that's a lot. Um, yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. So I don't know if like that was why they killed her or why they were looking to kill somebody or if they just wanted to. I feel like if if that were the case like if that was the reason they would have found like a video camera but what if they were just trying to like i don't know never mind that's practice what if no maybe maybe practice because they were (laughs) like we gotta do it right but like maybe they were scared that she was going to tell somebody maybe they were trying to recruit her because they had all these other women that they were trying to be like hey we have to torture and kill people like that's just how that's it true. is true I mean um so 
maybe like she was they were trying to like pull her in to be yeah. one of maybe they were all supposed to like kill somebody and that was supposed to be the film and like that's you know true. maybe it yeah, was just I, supposed to be a bunch of young women murdering somebody definitely you know? it could be a lot of different things i feel like obviously mm-hmm. those situations the motive or like the reason behind it always has to be somewhat speculated like there's a lot of different ways that it could go because they're not you know they're not outright saying what actually happened the only thing that can be proven is the murder that took place but not really the reason behind it moral of the story is um if you're meeting somebody online casey um always share your location with somebody um just because the first time goes well doesn't mean the second time you're gonna come out alive so extra careful careful. (laughs) yeah so careful always have some sort of get a get a stun gun or taser get something protect yourself don't don't get in people's cars if you only know i sound like an old lady now no, I mean, definitely there's a lot of precautions that people need to take or, like, just think about. That was good, though. I never heard about that. I'm surprised, too, because it was so recent. I know. That was, That's that was story. a good story, was though. Fun. Thanks for uh, listening. Yes. Bye. Bye. See you next time. <laughs>